This is the Huey Alert Podcast with Craig and Shelley Huey, bringing you the tools to transform our nation and culture, the intersection of faith and politics. Hi, this is Craig Huey, and I'm with my beautiful bride, Shelley, and welcome to Huey Alert. And, uh, you know, uh, we're here uh, with Ron DeSantis and Franklin Graham. Where are we, Craig? I mean... This is the most amazing Marriott, huge, huge hotel in Orlando, but it's not just huge here, it's the biggest in the world. And this is the NRB. Which what is, is, wait, what is the NRB? I National forgot. Religious Broadcasters. And um, so we're here in uh, uh, really some of the most uh, uh, powerful Christian leaders, authors, speakers, ministry leaders of different types are here at this conference. What did you see on TV and radio, uh, podcasts, some that are, are basically in other areas of ministry. And, um, and uh, one of the people here is James Spencer of the Moody Center. Uh, he's also an author of Christian Resistance, uh, Christians in a Digital Age. And so James is here with us, and all of you have heard about artificial intelligence, AI. And you probably read what I've written about AI, uh, about the dangers uh, to Christianity. And at the same time, uh, AI is something in my ad agency. I want everybody in that ad agency to use for art, for copy, and for research, and and to uh, better uh, produce marketing materials. And it works incredibly well. But there's fear about AI. I have fear about it. Shelley, do you have fear about it? Um, I think that's a loaded question. Yes. And what I would love to do is spin over to James and have him tell us his fear. So, Are you ready to hear James' fear? I, I'm here? totally ready to hear. James, what do you think? Maybe we should start with the good things about AI. Sure. How do you perceive AI? Is AI something that can be used for good? I think AI is something that can be used for good. And the way I think about AI is you have sort of broad case AI, broad use case AI. Yes. Where we're just throwing it out there to the public and saying, do whatever you'd like to do with this. Right. I'm a little more concerned about that yes. than I am narrow use case AI. Okay. So uh, Khan Academy, which mm-hmm. does uh, educational sort of tutoring services for kids and different right. things like that, they provide some free educational resources. Yes. They're launching AI. It's called Conmigo. Okay. And Conmigo, Conmigo is narrowly used yes. for basically one-on-one tutoring of students. I see some real benefit that that can come from there. That's right. Literature, all sorts of different things. And I I think those narrow use cases are really promising. Right. I think those will be the areas where we see um, really good things come from artificial intelligence. Right. Um, But it's the broader use cases where, you know, you're sort of diving into automation. Right. um, The potential loss of jobs. Yes. um, Where we're talking about... AIs being able to hack into, you know, secure banking industries right. and those kind of things. Um, those are the kind of problems that I see with AI and this broad-based AI. Right. There's two problems with releasing it to the public in the way that it has been. Right. One is you're you're sort of unleashing this technology that nobody fully understands. Right. 
on a public that's just going to play around with it. Yes. Right. Yeah. So yeah. it's sort of unsuspecting innocents are now getting right. AI in their face. Right. Right. Um, and then there's the other side of it. When you release it publicly, you're also allowing bad actors to take advantage of what's being created by AI and learn to use it for more nefarious purposes. Yes. And so I think a uh, more constrained, like I said, narrow use case AI, I'm really excited about right now. Right. And it's this broad-based stuff that's out there for the public that's not really regulated and in, in, like, there's no boundaries to it that well, I have trouble Elon with. Elon Musk it could be the end of civilization. I think we're years away from that. Right. Um, I, I don't know that these, these AIs right now could really do that. But what I would say is I think they are capable right now of increasing the amount of misinformation that we have, right. increasing the amount of disinformation we yes. have. Um, nobody fully understands how all these things work. Yes. But basically, what uh, sort of a rudimentary way to understand how the AI is functioning, it's a, a logic model. It's, yes. a, it's a reasoning engine. Yes. And so these reasoning engines are using statistical probabilities to predict what the next letter, the next word, the next right. phrase should be. Yeah. Sometimes those are going to be drawn from a, a database yes. of information. Right. Other times, they're not. And so that's where you're going to get some of these sort of, in the same way we might exaggerate what we know. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, it's been shown that now that we have smartphones, we can look everything up on right, Google. Right, we right. think we're smarter than we are. Of course. AI does kind of the same thing. And so we're seeing some of the same flaws that we would get in human thought with artificial intelligence. So I know, and many of our listeners know, that if I go to Chatbox or I go to Microsoft's uh, chat service, what I'm going to get is something that's been programmed that really takes a lot of uh, liberals, socialists, um, um, kind of a left-wing narrative, and 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 redeploys that in its answers because that's the the, the priority it has in giving an answer. We've also seen um, Joe Biden having his first presidential TV commercial built upon AI coming up with the wording and the imaging. It was brilliant. It was awesome, and uh, we 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 know that um, like what we're experimenting with is video, where we give a script to AI, and they produce a video with a talking person that looks real. Uh, they've talked about having Shelley do an image of Shelley, so nobody would know it's not. Wouldn't know it's her because it has her same mannerism, or same laughter, and and her pretty smile, and and and, and it looks just like her, sounds just like her. Yeah. But it's just giving uh, a script, and people are worried about what's going to happen in this next well, election. What's happening real time right now too, with going along those lines, is the audio component of someone's voice oh, yeah. is being able to be taken, oh, yeah. called the, uh, any person, and talk to them as if they wanted information and they can get their information. So there's right. been uh, multiple you cases. Know, social security number, passport number, whatever. Yeah. And, and it's yeah. their friend. Yeah. They know it's their friend. It's their voice. Why would they not? Unless there's a you know two-point verification thing that you go through. Sure. So, so in setting this up, James, I guess what we're getting to 
is there's lots of dangers. What Shelly's talking about, trying to steal your information because you think your husband's calling you and it's not your husband. A friend's calling you and it's not your friend. Or the, the terrible cases where they, they used AI to copy the voice of their teen daughter. And then teen daughter goes away and they get the phone call. Everything's for the teen daughter saying, I've been kidnapped, I need, I gotta pay the ransom. Right. I mean, th these type of stories are multiplying. Yeah. What can we do about these dangers? And are these dangers gonna be continuing to multiply or, or should, we should we be concerned? So my thought on this is that we generally have a corrective at some point. Yes. Um, the way we're running at AI is the same way we ran at the internet. Yes. Right now, I would say um, overall, I enjoy the internet. Right. I like having the internet. Right. I, I enjoy my smartphone. Like it's great to have it. Right. But the reality is that the internet is used for purposes that we wouldn't agree with. Right. Uh, the top twenty sites um, in in the last year, you know, um, five of those were pornography sites. Yeah. Right. Most of what you see on the internet, a lot of the frequent uses are more like gossipy kind of things or looking up celebrities and yeah. all those kind of pieces. Right. Social media sites and so. You know, we're not really using the internet for any sort of, I don't want to say it like that. The internet gets used for non-substantive right. uh, products right. And, you know, and, and activities. Yeah. And I think AI will be the same. The real question will be, can things like, let's say, blockchain yes. Um, yes. be used to yeah. help sort of mitigate against some of these AI losses? And so what we're getting is a lot of technologies coming together that we yeah. don't fully understand so most of us could be a don't really fully understand fraud. I think especially in like let's say banking yes and you know some of those yeah. pieces but blockchain the way it functions is um, it's it's all just sort of language yes. if you think of a transaction as a communication yes that means that you could theoretically at least use blockchain for information as well and so there are ways I think that it can be mitigated, yeah. but I have those concerns too. I think we there's a great uh, hypothesis. Uh, Nick Bostrom, who's sort of a philosopher, but he does a lot in the tech world. He wrote a paper called the Vulnerable World Hypothesis, and what he talks about in there is that we just keep like creating technologies. Right. And in his language, we've been lucky that we yes. haven't destroyed the Earth yet. Yeah. You know, you think back to the, the <laughs> nuclear great. bomb, That's right? That's yeah. uh, You know, nuclear weapons have been around for a long time. We haven't destroyed ourselves yet. Right. And so my, my hope for AI yeah. is that we come up with some way of sort of managing this thing that we're creating that will allow us to reap the benefits and minimize the deficits. Whew. That's the yes. hope. How that's going to come about right now is really difficult to say. I think that the the regulatory and policy frameworks are pretty far behind on AI right, right now. Right. And uh, I agree with you that right now AI is being programmed in, the way I like to say it is, we become increasingly efficient at telling stories that deny God. Yes. AI is another move toward a greater efficiency right. for the world to tell stories that deny God. Wow. And so what we're looking at really, I don't think, is something particularly new. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's a, an increase in frequency or an increase wow. in intensity of Very what's been insane. going on for a really long time. Well said. And so we have to look at the philosophical underpinnings of AI, yeah. and we have to start early, I think, helping Christians understand how to interrogate yeah. AI. Wow. 
It's a really important strategy for us. I think it's useful. You know, you mentioned marketing. I mentioned Conmigo. Yeah. Like there's all these useful but things as that can Christians, do. So our audience, yeah. pastors, ministry, lay people. Yeah. Shelly, do, do you feel that that the gospel can be advanced in some way by AI? I would hope so, because, like you're saying, the, the, the wider perception that Christians that I talk to about AI is they, they haven't really begun to wrap their mind around how does this become utilized for the gospel? How do we, as Christians, embrace this and use it as a weapon to, to infect all the corruption that's in our culture? You know what I yeah. mean? When I think part of it is, right now, um, one of the things that I sort of hit on in my research, so I wrote a piece called um, Christians and Artificial Intelligence. And, and so basically what I, re- what I hit on was we tend to view AI as monolithic. Right. Right? And, and so if I could use a kind of a crass analogy a little bit, right, if we think about, you know, our religion. Yeah. Right? Christianity is a monotheistic religion. We have one God. AI, I think, could end up being more like Greco-Roman, multiple gods, yes, all with you know very sort of set limits. Right. Yeah. Maybe even down to the level of personalization, where right. each of us have our own AIs. Right. That's a very different scenario yeah. than a you know sort of one-brained yes. AI right, right. that is now controlling and has tentacles yeah. out. Yeah. Right. It's a very different situation. Yeah. And I think right now, it's not that I don't want Christians to be thinking about this and be reflective about it, but I also, I'm not sold that it's time for us to push the panic button. Right. And, and that a lot of these things, because they're new, because there's a lot of speculation about them, because, um, you know, they're out there in the public and they're being used for right. odd purposes, right? right? I mean, uh, my son knows about ChatGPT because some of his friends uh, use them to write essays for him. Sure. Right. And yeah. so, you know, you're like, yeah, that's normal. Right. Uh, would I rather have a student go through the uh, the labor of finding someone to write a paper for them and go through that? <laughs> you know, yeah. it teaches them something a little different. Yeah, but yeah. sure, go ahead and use ChatGPT. Yeah. Um, so I think right now we're hearing a lot of those sort of more negative stories about AI, and we haven't really realized a ton of benefit from right. it yet. But I think that'll start tipping, and, and then it's just a question of how it goes about developing. You know where these things sort of sit and how we end up fashioning right now i think we're in a sort of a oddly uh, a new i don't know pivot point between analog and digital yeah where what we have been using and what we've been calling digital is going to become analog wow and we're going to move into a new digital that incorporates a lot of ai so um i'm not necessarily afraid of that in the sense that i don't want it to happen and i think it's the end of the world or what have you um, but I do think that it, it requires caution and reflection. And anytime we introduce something like this into our environment, we've got to have new literacies built up. We've got to figure out how we're going to relate to this yeah. thing that's yeah. out there. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Shelly, you have a, uh, one last question. So I'm uh, interested. Um, if I'm a listener and I'm intrigued by what you're saying, where can I go to find out more information? So we've written a guide. It's called Christians and AI, and they can get that at our website, moodycenter.org backslash Christians and AI. And uh, it answers 20 
popular questions. I even interact with ChatGPT to answer some of them. And so, so, so if I filled this out with the 20 questions, give me an idea of a question or two. Sure. Um, like I ask uh, the AI um, if it is a reflection of its developers. Yes. And it, it gives me an answer. Yes. I asked it, what are the major um, limitations or risks that AI poses? And it gives me an answer. Awesome. And then I try to reflect on that. And so this is really a great tool for people to get, get an understanding. So you go to moodycenter.org. Backslash Christians and AI. And if I just go to moodycenter.org, I can see it. It's right there on the homepage. Yeah. Yep. Okay, perfect. Oh, you've been great. And uh, we, we before we go, Shelly, would you mind praying for him? Yeah, absolutely. Lord, thank you so much for James. Thank you for giving him uh, a mind that's, that's uh, so anointed to be able to speak truth into heavy things that are happening in our world today. Thank you, God, for the organization he represents. And I thank you, Lord, that as people hear this, they won't be scared about AI. They won't be um, feeling that it's too much and, and they just beg for you to come back and fix everything, but instead that they would run to moviesetters.org and, and learn more about AI, learn more about what they can do to, to pray effectively or become activists within that world to be able to tell truth and to be able to, um, James, what was that word? Super prompt? Yeah, super prompt. S learn how to super prompt AIs so that they can uh, learn from us. Imagine that. Imagine if Christians were mobilized to, to work in realms that AI is currently operational to come alongside some of these engineers and scientists and robotic people to shape and mold what is there with the Christian worldview. Wow, that would be incredible. So Lord, I thank you so much for James and continue to use him. Continue to um, shape and mold him and show him exactly what it is to research next. We thank you for giving him an intellect and talent and gifts and we praise your name that he's going to see doors open for him here at this at this conference that uh, no man can shut so we ask god for that multiplication to take place for him in jesus name amen amen well everyone thanks so much uh, james thanks for being here um everyone take this podcast send it to your network send it out to your email put it on social media let your friends and family know about this and uh, uh, until next time, Shelly and I will be back with another interview. Thanks. Thanks for joining us this week. We are listener supported, so please consider partnering with us by donating at craighuey.com or by signing up for our free newsletter. We look forward to being with you next week. And don't forget to share this podcast with others.